Previously, on Realms of Nerds, The Return of Ornon. The Plain of Doom holds promise. Warriors who have been lost eternally can be found. Enter the land of eternal strife. There you'll find your purpose. On the giving of blood, the world will turn. Fate always demands a price. Hello, heroes. You have been deemed worthy. Will you be the chosen ones? You open out into 30 square miles, completely encased inside of a giant stone cavern. The center of it is dominated by a big castle. In the distance, nearer to where this castle is, you can hear the sort of din of a battle going on. And you can tell that for certain, you have reached the Plains of Doom. come through this passageway and have entered the Plains of Doom. Like I said before, this area in front of you is massive. It's There's these stone walls that sort of form a dome above you and are running to the left and the right, kind of curving along. You can't even see the other side of this dome here. Way off in the distance, you can see what must be a massive castle just because of how far it is away and you can still see it. Unless it's only made to look like it's far away, but in reality, it's closer oh than we think. Bum, 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 bing. Or, is mean, anyone else getting a bad feeling around here? Um, oh, yeah, I got a feeling about this. I don't feel anything. So, have you ever seen a cornered cat? <laughs> Mikhail is like a cornered cat. <laughs> okay, yeah, I own a cornered cat. Just, like, cat. constantly tuned on these senses. So, oh, so Mikael's kind of tweaking a little bit. <laughs> Joan takes a leisurely stroll. Okay. Monster's <laughs> going forward towards the castle. Um, There's nothing else to do, I suppose. So, uh, Sibo's going to, um, since we got a little walk and this is kind of creepy place, he's going to pull out his bag of holding that is like five pounds of weed. Pack <laughs> <laughs> pipe. You're going to blow through that already? I mean, kind of I mean, who knows how far this castle really is? <laughs> <laughs> he may just. Gotta get that electric feel going. Okay, so Sibo's uh, smoking a pipe as you guys walk. Jones okay. Slid. Yeah. From his. Oh past. yeah, how's Joe he's... doing after getting slammed? I mean, he recovered. Obviously, he's, he's walking around. He's now. back on the bottle, I guess. Didn't <laughs> take long. So, uh, Joe, how's it? Uh, how's it feel to get drunk? I don't know. How does it feel to be incompetent? I wouldn't know. Well, neither would I. Oh, good comeback, buddy. Yeah, I'm, I'm too busy drinking, okay? Yeah, you want to hit this? Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> wow. The law is really, uh... Yeah. Getting pretty unlawful. Mr. Law. He's in his feelings. You're <laughs> feeling... Uh, you like, just willingly... He's going for blasted in the way. I mean, look around us. There's nobody to bust. We're, like, forever away from anything. So why the hell not? 
Okay, well, you're not forever away from anything. As I mentioned before, off in the distance, sort of towards where the, uh, the castle is, you can hear the din of a battle raging. Yeah, but the castle sounds like fun in the distance. Mikhail comes to his senses, just kind of focusing on what's important, and he goes, Indeed, it sounds like there's a conflict up ahead. We should go check it out. Not already, I guess. Sounds like fun. I mean, aren't we already headed in that direction? So we got to get this party. Just pointing out the obvious. Okay, so as you uh, are walking along, you get to see more of the landscape here. The area is lit, at least the part you're in is lit, primarily by these fires that are sort of burning out of the ground. There's kind of these uh, sort of holes with something bubbling up out of them that is uh, on fire and kind of lights the path ahead, so to speak. There's also all kinds of craters and burrows that go down into the ground and all kinds of, like, broken weapons and discarded armor and things just sort of scattered all over the place. Uh, does he go see anything as well? I guess go ahead and roll, uh, perception here. Fifteen. You don't see a whole lot of particular note here. Quite a few of the weapons on the ground, as you look through, uh, are actually really old. So there might be some value in those just being sort of antique weapons, but other than that, nothing you're seeing really looks like it has much in the way of strong craftsmanship or things like that. Could I find a, a warhammer in there? Like, a, a great hammer in there? You could definitely keep an eye out for that. I'd like to keep my eye out for uh, the okay. hammer. Go ahead and do a uh, perception check for me as well. Okay. We'll see how good of an eye you have here. Ten. Okay. So you're uh, you're keeping an eye out. Uh, on initial investigation, like I said, most of these weapons that are on the ground look to be either broken or in states of disrepair. Yeah, so that don't mean nothing for me. I can fix that up <laughs> real easy. Uh, that's true. But however, you're you're probably not going to find just like a fully functioning and ready to go warhammer laying around. So you are uh, walking along. I think you actually, uh, a little ways on, come across the ruins of, like, a... uh, Looked like maybe it was some kind of a siege engine or catapult or something of that nature. You can't really tell what it was because it was smashed up quite a bit, but uh, definitely some kind of a catapulting device of some sort. So uh, you're going, going along a little ways, just... Kind of keeps on with sort of more of the same for uh, quite a ways in when suddenly uh, you pass by one of the particularly larger burrows that you've seen and uh, you hear some noise coming from inside of it. Okay, uh, Ronch is going to do a perception check of the burrow, I guess. Okay. 15. I think you hear some noises, and then you actually hear uh, some voices coming out, and you hear one say, When is the attack supposed to be? And uh, another person replies, They said tomorrow morning we'll be taken off. Good, I'm ready to get out of here. It's time to crush them once and for all. Guys, there's someone in the burrow. 
They're talking about an attack of dawn. I think that they're the ones trying to seize this castle. Did so, they say who they were attacking? No, they just said them. Sibo's going to uh, take a hide action. Okay. Uh, Sibo, after taking his hide action, is there something that Sibo could climb up of to get a better view, like down the street to the bow? I think that maybe you could climb up sort of onto the hill that the burrow goes into and maybe, like, hang over the edge to see if you can look in. All right. So Sibo's going to uh, do that. Okay. Go ahead and do stealth for that. Well, uh, but then, what time of day is it? Um, like we're running, it's darker, right? Yeah, so it's it so, is like kind of eternally sort of like a twilight in here. So my gold cloak would be active now. Yeah, for sure. Okay, then it's going to be fourteen. With a fourteen, you uh, are able to lean over the edge and get a quick peek over, and you see a group of half-ogres sitting around a fire. As you do so, however, I think you actually dislodge a little bit of dirt, and it sort of trickles down off the edge, and one of them looks up and goes, What was that? Are you going to try and sneak back up then, or are you just going to keep hanging off the edge? Definitely going to try and sneak away. Okay. Uh, go ahead and do, uh, do another stealth for me. We'll see if you can dip out of this. Yeah, we're looking at 24. Even though you dislodged a little bit of that dirt there, you're able to quickly get your head up and out of the way without making any more noise. You hear kind of a shuffling of footsteps as one of these ogres comes over to check it out, but then he goes back to the fire. Uh, did Siba get a count? Uh, no, you only got a quick look. You were able to just kind of identify them. Do I, I mean... The I... Ge- you get kind of a general... It's probably, like, more than four, but less than ten. Okay. So Steve is going to uh, go back down the hill to his group. Guys, uh, just over the burrow, the half-ogres, uh, I don't know how many there are, maybe four or five or so, I'm not sure. Oh, what do you guys think we should do? Press on or investigate a little bit? I would say that we should leave them alone. They haven't done anything to us yet, so why would we even announce our presence to them? I agree. Me too. Sounds like a good idea. I guess we yeah, whatever. Can you leave the half-ogres on? Okay. You head on a little bit farther, and uh, after you've been going not too much farther, you see a figure in the distance looking sort of hunched over, walking uh, with kind of a cloak thrown over them, sort of shuffling along. And they appear like they're uh, in a little bit of pain here. Can we identify race? Is um, that a perception check? Uh, yeah, that'd be perception. Okay, everybody is perceiving this person? I mean, no. uh, I mean is it dark? Because It's a perpetual twilight, you said. 25. This person looks either you think kind of like a human or maybe a, a half-elf. Fairly uh, beat up looking, very weathered probably about middle age, and they appear to be wounded or something and kind of clutching their side and uh, hobbling along. Ramash makes his way toward them, slowly. Okay. Hello there. You seem to be pretty bad off. Do you need any help? Oh, hello there. I, I, uh, I'm afraid I caught a, caught a spear to the side in that, in the last fight. Uh, I, I, I think... Uh, maybe a little bit of assistance would be 
in order. And so, who are you fighting? Well, I was over there in the, uh, the, the battle over by the castle, of course. So, we're not around here. You don't know, um, the houses around here. No. New, newcomers, eh? Well, that's, that's surprising that two groups of newcomers within a week of each other, we haven't had that many people showing up in a long, long time. <clears throat> I'm just gonna put my hand on him and heal him right now, seeing as he doesn't seem like a threat. Okay. He damaged him. Damage. <laughs> he just damaged him. You can go on the head. Damage him with Princess Bride style. <laughs> I heal him for eight damage. Okay. So as you uh, touch him and uh, heal him for the eight damage, you see him shift underneath the cloak, and he kind of like hunches over a little bit, almost like he's holding aside even more. But then he sort of straightens up a little bit and says, "Thank you for that." And uh, suddenly, he's not the person you saw before. And he takes a swing at you with a large clawed hand as you now are revealed to see this sort of blue face with a pointed nose and dark black eyes. It's a fucking hag. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> so he, uh, he swings once and um, is off balance. He just misses you with his first claw, but then he, uh, he comes back again with a, with a second claw as you're trying to get away from him here. 14 against your AC. I'm going to take this advantage, and I'm going to use Repose. Expel one of my superiority dies to... I think it's going to hit off on him. So... Okay, so does that 14 hit, or is that... Oh, no. No, no. Oh, no to the no, no, no. That's a 12. Okay, yeah, that does not hit. Okay. Well, I just expended the superiority dice for nothing, so that's... Well, you tried. That's okay. That matters. That's okay, kids. So, See, now you die. Ignore the guys back there because they're ugly, but then you go help this humanoid thing, and it turns out to be the thing that's attacking us. Great job, you group of fuck-ups. Shut the you fuck up, John. douchebag. Okay, so now we are going to roll some initiative here, boys and girls. Well... Mikael. 18. Joan. 18. Dramash. 20. Brunova. 13. Sibo. 14. Okay. Do we... Uh, we're gonna have to roll, because we both have dex plus four. Yeah. We'll do no, no modifiers, just straight up and down. What do yeah, you, you win. So, first up is going to be Romash. Alright. Versus boss action. Romash is gonna cast Cantrip Chill a lot. Um... No, Shillelagh. Shalala. Shalala. Shapoopy. Shalala. Shapoopy. The girl is hard to get. Shalala. 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 Anyway, the one of a club or course staff you're holding is imbued with nature's power. For the instead of strength for the attack and damage rolls of melee attacks using that weapon. And the weapon's damage die becomes a d8. The weapon also becomes magical if it isn't already. The spell ends if you cast again or if you let go of the weapon. And the duration is one minute. I'm going to take it two-handed, so I'm attacking with a d10 instead, and I'm going to make an attack against this thing. Okay. Ten. Uh, no. That's not good. I didn't figure. Mikael, you're up. Mikael draws his rapier, raises his shield, and dashes forward. Okay. Kind of in a thrust. At twelve. That is not going to have. So, Joan is up next. Joan coming at this blue boy with his quarterstaff. 
19 versus AC. That will hit. Alright. For 6 damage. Okay. Uh, next up is Sibo. Sibo's gonna uh, pull out his two bear daggers and uh, gonna rush in to make an attack with both of them. And um, since his friends are right there, he gets to use his extra attack if it uh, lands. Nine will not do it. Half on twelve. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a critical fail. Good job. Do a uh, an athletics check for me, Steve-O. Fifteen. As you uh, miss with your with your daggers uh, and sort of come at this creature, he sidesteps you and <coughs> gives you a push, and uh, you're able to stay on your feet, but you are now uh, you kind of stumble and you're about ten feet away from him. Take 30 points of ego damage. <laughs> Brunhilda is up now. Okay, well, I'm going to take another swing at this guy because reasons. With my great axe. That's a two, so I'm going to say no. That's a good call there, Chief. We're sucking it up tonight. So this creature is going to uh, outstretch his hands, and he's going to cast Cone of Cold. Everybody needs to make a constitution saving throw. Nat 20. That's an 18 for me. 20. 6. 11. So, Sibo and uh, Ramash are going to get hit. For the full damage, everybody else is going to take half damage. Okay, so that is 34 points of damage. Jesus! I'm down to 1 HP. As this blast of cold air erupts towards you. I'm down. Everybody else is going to take half damage. So 17 for everybody else. Guys, somebody call the ogres. I'm scared. We should have brought the ogres with us. So uh, we're back up. Ramash is up. Ramash is going to use a wild shape to turn into Dire Rot. Mosh. Okay. Dire Wash. We've got to get this washed! Okay. There's not enough time! That's, <laughs> my, that's my bonus action. And then I'm going to make a bite attack at this thing. Okay. And I have advantage because I'm back. 13? Uh, that's a no. Uh, Mikael is up. I use Lay on Hands on Zemo. Okay. For 10 HP. Ugh! Thank you so much, bro. High five. See what goes through the high five. I kind of ignore, but, you know, we need to attack. Uh, Joan is up. Alright, Joan is going to wisen up a little bit and go two-handed with the quarter step now against this blue boy. Okay. Yeah, that's a seven. Okay, yeah, that's not going to do it. Uh, so Sibo is up. She was going to pull out his short bow. And, um, it's going to notch an arrow and fire. Okay. 18. That will hit. Oh, and then again, I can use my bonus attack, too, because it's a ranged attack. And they're within five feet. That just means you add that d6, I think. Correct. So, 10. 11 damage. Okay. Uh, Brunhilda, you are up. I'm gonna try to take another swing at this bloke, but I'm probably gonna fail because failure is my middle name. I'm great, so. That's the face of failure. <laughs> no. Someone it's in that one. Critical fail. <laughs> yeah. Alright, go ahead and do a, uh, 
an athletics check for me here. Okie dokie. I want to go home. <laughs> That's a nine. Yeah, uh, as you whiff with your hammer, um... Axe. I'm sorry, axe. Want a hammer but can't find one. Yep. As you whiff with your axe, this creature actually trips you and uh, pushes you over and you fall prone. Uh-huh. 40 embarrassment points. Uh, okay, so, uh, yeah, he's up, he's up now. So he is going to jump towards Joan. Howdy. And pull out a, uh, glaive. Howdy. And, uh, take a swing at you. Glaive is 11. Yes. That is a 26. It's a made-up word. Nah, it didn't hit. 26 will most defiantly hit. Okay. Okay, so he hits you for uh, ten points of slashing damage, uh, and then he's going to make a second attack. Don't fear the Reaper, Joe. that's a twenty-two. That'll hit. <laughs> you better hope he rolls some ones. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> Don't fear the Reaper. <laughs> <laughs> and that's going to be uh, seventeen points of damage for that one. Oh, so he extra dead. As uh, yeah, he uh, he slashes into Jones' chest twice, and uh, Jones' going to drop to the ground here, unconscious. Uh, Ramash is up, or Wolfmash. Dire Mosh is going for it again. Another attack. That's a twenty-one. Now I'm going to assume that's hit. That's hit, but just yes. for shits and giggles. Yeah, yeah twenty-one, 21. hits. All right. 14 piercing damage, and it needs to make a DC strength saving throw. Okay. It's an 11. Okay, it is not prone. Uh, Mikael is up. Mikael is going to take the dash forward and try to stab this blue boy. Okay. Presumably large smurf. I'll give you advantage on your attack, because he's laying on the ground. Stabby, stabby. 24? That does hit. Okay. For 8 points of damage, after my stab, I would like to Hunter's Mark. So it won't apply this turn, but the next one. Okay. Joan is up. Joan's looking a little more dead. Uh, Sibo! Sibo is going to um, notch another arrow and take another shot. Ooh, nat 20. Uh, yeah, that'll hit him. 24. And then I do double damage. Correct. Uh, it's gonna be 17. He's looking a little bit beat up now, but he is still definitely, uh, kicking at this point. He's having a blue Christmas. Uh, Brunhilda's up. So, I'm gonna get the fuck up. And Joan's still fucked He's up, had right? a failure. So oh, yeah, he, he dying. I'm gonna walk over to him and use Cure Wounds. Okay. Aw, oh, sweet. That's a 10. Uh, no, that doesn't hit. <laughs> Get the fuck wow. out. <laughs> the one time an attack doesn't hit. Oh, okay, so the creature sword. is up next. So he uh rolled a nat 20 on a strength check there. So I don't even need to ask you what your strength modifier is. He uh throws Ramash as the direwolf off of him, and uh then he is going to cast Darkness. Create a just a sphere of pitch blackness around himself and everyone that is standing up there next to him. 
Dark vision. Dark vision does not penetrate her. Not magical dark vision. across the land. Fills a 15 foot radius sphere for the duration. The darkness spreads around corners. A creature with dark vision can't see through this darkness, and non magical light can't illuminate it. With the exception of Sibo, everyone else is right up next to this creature still, correct? Correct. Okay, so he is going to attempt to make a uh, an attack on Brunhilda here. Okie dokie. So he's got advantage on this first one. I think we'll just say after that, anybody that's inside of the sphere, just across the board, is disadvantage on what they do. Yeah, so actually, darkness does affect the user. That's kind of the drawback of using darkness, is they can't see you. However, you can't see them. But if you're standing outside the orb, you can see everything inside it, right? No. You mm-hmm. can't see it's like it It's like looking... It's like, sphere of darkness. It's like looking into a black hole. Alright, so... Flustered okay, so I guess then we'll just say, instead of getting advantage, we'll just say that he just does not have the disadvantage for this first attack, since he knew where he was going to go. And then after that point, it's just everybody is disadvantaged on what they're doing. So he's going to swing at Brunhilda with his glaive. 26. Holy shit. Yeah, that hits. Yeah, I kind of thought that it would. 14 points of slashing damage. Okay. And then for his second attack here, he's going to have a disadvantage. The first one is a 16. Second one is a twenty-six. We're gonna go with the sixteen, and uh, no, the sixteen does not hit. He swings once and catches you. A second time does not hit you. So next up is Ramash. As a direwolf, I have advantage on wisdom perception checks that rely on hearing and smell. So I'm gonna see if I can figure out where he is based on hearing and smell. Okay. Twenty-four. I think you actually, mostly you hear him, uh, you kind of hear, like, the swing of his weapon as he connects with Brunhilda, and then you hear her cry out, and so you have a pretty good idea where he is at. Alright, I'm gonna make an attack against him now. Okay, and you have... blood is Yes, you have disadvantage. Well... I have advantage when it's near one of my allies as part of pack tactics. Yeah, he's definitely near me. So that would cancel that out, wouldn't it? I'm going to say that pack tactics does not apply because the spirit of that perk is that when you have allies around, they're, like, distracting the enemy. Right. And I think that we're all just kind of equally blind in this darkness, so I don't think that you really get an advantage from having an ally near all right. So I think you're still going to roll disadvantage on this one. Uh, the first one is 18, and the second one is 16. Well, you uh, do still hit. 14 points of damage to a strength saving throw. Okay. Uh, that's a 23. Okay, yeah, you're, you're fine. <laughs> yeah. You bite into this guy, but he uh, is able to throw you off of him. He's looking pretty beat up now. And, uh, Mikhail's gonna be up. Uh, he's gonna break his concentration and shoot a ball forward of one light. It moves forward and it kind of moves in circular or a rotating motion, kind of trying to illuminate as much as possible. 
You cast this ball of light, and uh, when it leaves your hand, it glows brightly for about three seconds, and then suddenly sputters out and is extinguished. I cast Lay on Hands on myself and heal for five points. Okay, so Mikhail touches himself five times. <laughs> it requires a laying on of hands, yes. <laughs> okay, Joni boy. Jonah's going to get up off the ground, and he's going to pull out one of his daggers and attempt to attack with the quarterstaff and the dagger. Okay. Quarterstaff. Six vessel hit and the dagger. Nineteen. The dagger's gonna hit. Okay. Four points of damage. As you uh jump forward and cut him a little nick with this dagger, uh the darkness is actually going to fade as he loses concentration from this attack. Beautiful. Uh, and Sibo is up next. Sebo is once again going to notch another arrow. That's seven. Yeah, that's not gonna do it, bud. Brunhilda! I'm gonna take another slash at this guy. Knock his ass out. I mean, you could use an axle, but slash works too. Your jokes are bad and you should feel bad. <laughs> wow, damn. It's not polite hitting a lady when she can't see. That's a 17. <laughs> That'll hit him. That's a seven. Uh, yeah, you connect and, uh, get some damage in on this blue boy. Get the fuck out of here, you blue bastard. So, uh, he is going to cast Charmed Person on Joan. Joan, stop being Charmed. Joan, uh, (laughs) you take a wisdom saving throw, and because your allies are fighting him, you have advantage. 21. You have a brief moment where, yeah, you can kind of see maybe this guy's not such a bad guy. You know, it must be hard being blue. Uh, but then you... you Get out of my head, you blue motherfucker! (laughs) You kind of shake it off and you realize what's going on. You've been down this road before. (laughs) He's Hawkeye now. Not this time, Satan. (laughs) (laughs) Second time. And then, Wait a minute. <laughs> with that failure, he is now going to uh, drop his glaive and uh, jump forward with his claws and try to attack Mikhail. So that's not going to hit. That's a 10. And that's a 10 again. Yeah, it's not going to So happen. he fails badly as he tries to attack uh, Mikhail here. Uh, Ramash is up. Let's keep this. <laughs> The first one's definitely going to hit it, but let's see what... Excuse me. So yeah, that's a 24 against AC. Yup. That is 7 points of damage. Do a strength saving throw for me. He's going to keep one. Uh, that's 14. Yep, that does it. Okay, so uh, you, uh, you bite into him again, and again he is able to throw you off. Mikhail, you are up. Mikhail is going to dash forward. Make another stab, looking for an open spot. First casting Searing Smite on his sword. Okay. Fifteen. Uh, nope. Uh, Joan, you are up. Alright, we're gonna do that quarter-step dagger combo again, boy. Okay. Twelve. Nope. Yep, and then the dagger. That's thirteen. That's also not gonna do much. Okay, Zebo, you're up. 
Alright, so we're going to shoot another 19. Yep. Eight damage. Yeah, he's looking like he's not in a great way at this point. That last arrow really kind of seemed like it sort of took a step out of him. I think it actually embedded into one of his lungs, and he looks like he's kind of breathing heavy now. Uh, Brunhilda is up. I'm going to take another swing at this guy, because he's kind of a dick. Um, that's a 19. Yeah, that's going to hit. Okay. 13. Okay. That last hit just staggers this guy, and he is looking really uh, worse for the wear. He, however, is uh, is his turn now. He is going to start off by using Regeneration, which is going to let him regain 10 hit points. He still looks not great, though. At which point, then, he uh, he is getting really frustrated with this wolf that keeps biting him. So he is actually going to uh, crouch down and then kind of in, like, a flying jump just launch itself towards Ramash uh, with claws extended here. Uh, so first one is a 14. Yeah, Okay, and then the second attack is going to be a 26. Yeah, that'll hit. Okay. So, first attack. So that's going to be a total of 17 points of slashing damage. Okay. And uh, Ramash is going to be up with that. Ramash is swinging back with a bite. Okay. Cat. First one is 17. The yep. second one is 24 or so. Well, you're hitting either way, so. Nine piercing damage, straight saving throw. Okay. Uh, nope, that's going to be a six. Nope, he's not prone. And he is looking bad off as he's pinned underneath Ramash here. Mikhail, you're up. Alright, Mikhail is going to take another attempt to stab. Searing Smite is still in effect. Okay. That's even worse than before, and that's a ten. <laughs> that's a no. Uh, Joan, you're up. Quarterstaff and Dagger Wombo Combo on this. Papa Smurf-looking <laughs> father mucker. Okay. Well, that, yeah, that's uh, maybe a critical fail with the quarterstaff. Yep. 17 versus AC. That's going to hit. All right, four, four points of damage. Do a uh, do an athletics check for me, Joan. Okie dokie, artichokey. 23. So seeing the opportunity that Ramash has presented by pinning this guy down, Joan comes in and swings his staff at this guy, who is able to bat it out of the way at the last second. So then using his dagger, Joan actually falls into this guy and stabs him uh, right through the eye and is going to kill him. Howdy. Ramash, shut the fuck up. Let's just take a mental note. We're not going to help any strangers down here. Alright, let's just... Uh, Be a good note that you should take there, each huh? other. Just with each other. No strangers. We're, 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 this is a stranger danger zone. <laughs> yeah. I I'm treat every environment. Right into the stranger danger zone. I'm definitely so, with on that. That's that? 580 XP per person. Nice. So we kill this thing. We would like to... By the way, this thing is an Ani. Oni. 
Oni, Oni. Can we take like a short rest and get some HP back? You can do whatever you'd like. Talking to the group. Me, Kyle. Let's naturally all in for uh, long rest. Okay, so what are you guys doing here? Long At least a short rest, ahoy. Long nap. Go for a long rest. Long nap forever right. in a year. Well, we to make sure we don't get ambushed by half ogres. Yeah, well, we can. We'll, we'll take attack that. at dawn. We exchange turns. We have like shifts watching. Yeah, yeah. we don't have to sleep nice on a long we rest. An, uh, you know, we have an elf with us. A long rest is like eight hours. Um, so let's do that. We'll take a long rest and then see who would like to um scavenge arrows from the field. Okay. Is there any way I could scavenge for material to make bullets in here? Yeah, I think there's enough stuff around. Alright. We shall do that. Fashion bolts. Can I look for a warhammer again? Uh yeah, I mean you think you can take a look. Yeah, I don't get anything. I think you tried digging out one of his eyeballs and then realized it wasn't a ball. Oh, shit. <laughs> what did you just do? <laughs> There's my nat 20. <laughs> you go out and uh, investigate the the landscape, and uh, there are not any warhammers in this area. Um, see, we would also look to look through the battlefield and see if there's any arrows. Yeah, you I, said that. Well, I scavenged what I shot. I got back half of that, because I get back half of all the arrows I shoot. Okay. But, like, actually, look at the battlefield. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead and roll for that. Your favorite nah, uh, d20? Yeah. Do I add anything to it? Um, like, uh, what did we say for yours? Yeah, I'm letting it go, because he said it's the same thing, just you're looking for arrows. Roll of 11 to 20 is a, is a success. On a success, roll 1d4 plus 2 for the number of arrows found. So nothing? Yeah, if you got and less than 11, you didn't find anything. Okay. Boy, we do real shitty on finding shit out here, yeah. huh? Alright. It's a big old wasteland oh, full of old uh, weapons uh, made of metal! All around me are familiar faces. Good night, guys! I'm gonna take a little nap. You know what, I think... Well, he's out. I think I'm actually gonna give Joe an advantage on trying to find metal. I'll say, all these, you mentioned all these old weapons. It's the Keyblade fucking graveyard out here. <laughs> Yeah, I find something. Okay. I get six bullets. Sibo, do a perception check on this dead dude to see if he's any kind of distinguishing marks or something that might give way to where he came from or what his purpose was. I got his hand. Okay. So you already cut the Oni's hand off. Yeah, Sibo, do a check here. It's going to be 16. He doesn't really have a whole lot on him, uh, just kind of wearing, like, some basic clothing. I mean, all he's got in his pockets are some kind of random assortment of sort of, uh... I described that. Maybe an eating utensils and salt and pepper. Old gross candy. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not, I don't need suggestions for what he has in his pocket. Root beer barrels. With a little lint on them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think in it, in his pockets, all he's got is a couple of just like random crafting components for various dark spells and stuff. Nothing particularly valuable, but you know, just like kind of a couple of herbs. You know, maybe like some dust from a dead rat or something. You know, Whoa. just just kind of some gross stuff. What kind of herbs? <laughs> 
Not <laughs> time. Other than that, the only other thing that he has is uh, he has a small symbol that's been branded into his upper left uh, kind of shoulder chest area. Okay. Probably about an inch and a half across. And, uh, uh, but you don't really recognize what it is. Also, he got that glaive. Yeah, what is a glaive? It's like a, it's a martial melee weapon. Basically, it's a stick with a blade on the end. Ooh. I like that. 1d10 slashing. It's a two-handed heavy weapon. Yeah, it's got Martial reach. Melee so weapon, you yeah. can reach 10 feet out. <laughs> I don't think you'd be able to use it. I can't. I'm not proficient with it. Yeah, it's not way too big for me. If nobody else is climbing it, I would like to pick up the glaive. Yeah, so you guys have taken your rest. How long are you guys hanging out here? How long rest is eight hours? Okay, so as soon as your rest is over, you're uh, intending to take off? Correct. Okay. Do you like video games? What about podcasts that talk about video games? Well, you should listen to Lit Gaming Arena. What is the LGA podcast, you ask? Well, we're a weekly podcast where we bring you the facts of video games. We talk about new games. We talk about old games. We even discuss the news. And contrary to how this promo sounds, we don't take ourselves too seriously. So come check us out at LickGamingArena.com or search for Lick Gaming Arena on any of the major podcast platforms such as iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever podcasts are sold. And don't forget, that's Lit Gaming Arena. Hey everyone, RJ here. Hope you're enjoying the newest episode of Realms and Nerds, The Return of Ornon. I just have a few quick things before we get back into the episode. First, and most important of all, just a reminder that we're going to be changing things up a bit in the podcast here in the coming weeks. We're going to be adding a second campaign that is going to run concurrently, and once it goes up online, it's going to begin our new release schedule. We're very excited to share this new campaign with you. We've been having fun with it. We've recorded three episodes of it so far. And we think this is also going to be a great time for you to help us share the show with new listeners since the new campaign isn't going to require listening through our 20 plus episode backlog to get caught up. So it's just going to be a really great time to get new listeners and we'd really appreciate your help with that. Also, speaking of helping us, if you listen to us through Apple Podcasts or iTunes, we would really appreciate if you'd leave us a rating and if you'd like a review. Uh, it would really help us on the platform, both in rankings and gaining new listeners, at least from my understanding it would. Also, you can find our podcast on social media through Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, and Facebook. Uh, on Facebook, it's both a page and there's a Facebook fan group, which you can find the link to through the Facebook page, and you can join our fan group. If you make a post online, don't forget to include the hashtag RealmsNerds. It's all one word, RealmsNerds. Thank you again to our good friend Kyle for composing the Ornon main theme, and thank you for listening. God bless, have a great day, and let's get back into episode 17 of The Return of Ornon. Hey guys, it's Kyle. And Nick. Do you like movies? How about TV shows? Pop culture? Then check out Damn Fancy Dinosaurs. For all your movies, TV shows, and pop culture needs, you can find us on Podbean. Just search for Dem Fancy Dinosaurs. We're also available on Spotify and wherever you can get good podcasts. Check it out now. Remember, guys, stay fancy and enjoy the rest of the show. As you guys are packing up your stuff and getting ready to leave, you actually hear uh, some uh, people coming up behind you. 
and uh, it is actually the half-ogres that you uh, encountered before. You can see them coming up in the distance. Well, so uh, guys, guys, I think we need to get moving. Do you think they've seen us yet? I'm going to wait to find out. I'm going to say that's a yes, but maybe if we get moving, they won't try to come after us. Sebo's still going to take that action. Okay. I'd like to do a stealth check to try to blend in with my surroundings or make myself less visible. You know what, screw it. Ramash is going to cast Pass Without Trace on the party. Okay. For the duration, each creature I choose within 30 feet of me, including myself, has a plus 10 bonus to stealth checks and cannot be tracked except by magical means. A creature that receives this leaves behind no tracks or traces of its path. And then I'm going to do a little stealth check to see if I can hide. Okay. Well, before he added the plus 10 to stealth, I already was going to get a 17, but I guess that makes... 27. 27. Okay. Nobody sees you ever. (laughs) 21. Okay. For me. You guys going to hide? Yeah, John will do a stealth check as a well. Okay. 25. Okay. Not you, Brunhilda. You're going to meet him face first by yourself? That would be really fucking unwise, so I'm going to say, uh, no. Oh, it's a 20. An unnatural 20 for the 20. Nice. Okay. So we all hide. Like little bitch boys. So everybody, uh, kind of hunkers down, gets behind some rocks, uses their cape to make themselves look like a rock. It's not being a bitch, it's being strategically advantageous. Yeah, we don't want to go toe-to-toe with half-ogres. Thank you for finally acknowledging the fact that Jonah's had a cape. A sort of... <laughs> it's like a scarf cape. Deal. He's got a... You do? Yeah, yeah, he's got like a Clint Eastwood... So he's even more yeah, looking like... Kind of, kind of western half-cape. Uh, yeah, I'm not exactly like McCree. You are, but it, it does end in like a true kind of a cape. Like it doesn't kind of like connect back up but, this way. No, I was actually referencing Lord of the Rings. But okay, so you guys all hide and uh, you watch these half ogres clomp past. Uh, you now get a good look at them. Either there was more in the cave than Sibo saw, or they've met up with some other dudes. Because as they walk past, you actually count twenty of them. Hey guys. Before we do that, are they talking at all amongst them? Um, or are they just silently going through? Minimally. There's a few that are kind of whispering to each other, but for I the would, most part, they're kind of just oh, marginal. Can I, can I uh, do an investigation check to see if I can pick out anything of what they're saying? Okay. They speak I, common and giant. Yeah, I'll see if I can... Which, Joan's a giant now, so he can hear both of them. The puns are bone! Four. You have never heard speech before in your life. <laughs> Ramash would like to do a perception check, see if he can hear what they're saying. That's a 22. Yeah, you pick out a few low conversations... Most of it is just kind of talking about the battle ahead. There's a few guys up near the front that are sort of discussing, like, a plan of attack. Nothing specific. Kind of, they're just talking about, like, formations and uh, how they're going to hit this area and stuff like that. Man, Jerry, that rope button sure gave me the squirts this morning. <laughs> I think. I'm telling you, Bob. 
It's a hell of a thing. I don't know about the rest of y'all, but after they pass, I'm going to start following them. Towards I'm the definitely going to follow them. I'll follow since you're kind of the source of our yeah. silence. So the party is, uh... Yeah, I believe we are all... Staying together and following them. At a healthy distance. Okay. So you follow along with these guys, like you said, at a healthy distance. And um, go on like this for uh, a good while, actually. You're uh, probably getting close to two hours here that you've been following these guys. Well, then my spell faded away after about an hour. Okay. And the the castle is getting uh, fairly close now. You can see much more detail of this castle. It kind of is striking a balance between being very much fortified and heavy-looking, but at the same time is definitely got some ornate qualities and looks very prestigious. On the lower levels, you can see there's been some, uh, it looks like modifications actually added to make this more fortified than it was initially. So, yeah, this castle looks very fortified and uh, foreboding, but definitely still pretty majestic. Like I said, you're getting fairly close. You're probably uh, only about a mile or so away from it at this point. And suddenly, without really much of a warning, uh, who's up in the front? I guess Ramash. Okay, so Ramash is leading it. He was probably playing close behind. Okay. So who's keeping the back side, then? Who's bringing up the rear? Joan. I think Mikhail is uh, keeping an eye on Joan. But oh, I, good, thanks. I, I'm just watching you, making think, sure you don't get I'm, like fall behind. I think that Brynhilda would be at the back, seeing as she has short little legs, <laughs> and trying to keep up with uh, big-ass Joan and big-ass Ramage and big-ass Mikhail would be hard. Okay. I managed to do it. But you're quick and stealthy. She's bulky and cumbersome. Alright, so suddenly, Brunehilda, uh, you see like a flash of dark movement to your right, and before you even have a chance to react, a tall, thin figure dressed completely in this sort of thin, uh, kind of form-fitting black leather armor with a dark helmet that obscures the entire face except for the eyes has slipped out from behind a rock and grabs Brunhilda and uh, pulls her to the ground like almost silently like as she's falling this figure like uses their arms to like hold her armor pieces in place so they don't make any noise and then knocks her to the ground and uh, puts a hand over her mouth and says you make too much noise. Mmm! Did anybody else notice that, or is it, do you guys no. just walk in? I just walk in. No perception check. check. <laughs> I, guess, I guess we can't be mean and do perception. 13. 16. 18. 8. <laughs> You're not very perceptive there, uh, right? you see a movement, kind of, you almost, you half see it, half kind of sense it behind you, and you turn and look. And you don't see Brunhilde anymore, but you have no idea where she went. Guys, Brunhilde's gone! And, uh, Sibo is going oh, to, shit. uh, jump into the brush and kind of obscure himself and start searching around. Are you sure about that? Oh, I guess she is gone. What do you know? Ah, oh, crap. 
Romash just kind of raises himself with his quarters. Um, Saber would like to look around and see if he can spot anyone or any trace of where Gunpowder might have just disappeared to. Okay, go ahead. Twelve? Okay, yeah, you have no idea. Romash is gonna... Uh, and as you guys are trying to figure out where Brunhilde went, another figure dressed similarly as the first one steps out of the shadows from the other side of this, where you guys have been walking along, off to the left side, and uh, kind of is crouched over. This figure, he's holding a long, thin uh, rapier, and with his free hand, he actually um, holds up his hands to you, and then makes like a like a cutting motion across his throat, and then holds his finger up to his lips. Ramash slowly starts making his way towards this figure. And uh, as you guys are moving towards this figure, suddenly from the group up ahead that you were following, you hear like loud roars and uh, horn sounds. And suddenly you see more of these black figures that have descended upon this ogre group and cut down a a good number of them uh, and then are now quickly moving back out of the fray. Um, and just as they are moving out, three figures dressed in gigantic suits of blood-red armor jump uh, off the top of sort of an embankment about ten feet down and land in the middle of these ogres and start fighting them. So when I say gigantic, all three of these guys are wearing this armor, so you can tell by the size of their heads, that they are about normal human size, give or take. But with the armor, they're about seven feet tall and probably about six feet wide. They're just like these massive tanks. The one in the center is fighting with these two giant claymores that are about four feet long. And instead of cross guards, they have small shields that protect his hands and his forearms. And he is just running through this group, just meleeing all over the place. Damn, that guy's big. I wouldn't pick a fight with him. Jones swats both of them and motions to shush. (laughs) (laughs) So the figure in front of you, now seeing that the battle is fully underway looks over in the direction of where he knows that Brunhilde has just been tackled and goes, and then looks back at you and says, Join the fray, if you will. And then he uh, runs off towards the fight that's going on. And the rest of you now see another figure sprint from behind you and actually runs between you and uh, goes to join him. Ramash is going to go back the way the second figure came from to see if that's where Brunhilde is. Well, that's where Brunhilde is. Hey, Brunhilde, what happened? You okay? I have no idea. I just know that that big fella, he knocked me over and dragged me back here. To what end? I guess to keep me quiet or something. I guess it was too loud. I suppose you're the loud one in the group. Which makes no sense to me whatsoever, but okay. So, um, uh, we going to join the fight, guys? Fuck it, let's do it. Okay, so before you actually have a chance to really get involved in the fight, you hear a roar from behind you, and a second group of these half-ogres have been coming up to reinforce the first group, and now seeing what's going on, they are uh, rushing towards you. Let's go! There's trees around us, right? 
There are trees around you, yes. For some right. reason, I was picturing this as this giant-ass cavern. Sibu would like to... Yeah, so they're, they're not, like, living trees. Oh, just dead trees. There's dead trees that are kind of interspersed. I think with your climbing abilities, they can be climbable trees. It's not like you're going to be able to just scamper up it no problem, but definitely you could get up there. All right. So, uh, they're, like, they haven't gotten to us quite yet, right? But they're definitely coming to attack us. Well, they are rushing towards you with weapons drawn, so you can only assume. Okay. How far away from us are they? They're at about 200 feet and closing at this point. Mosh is going to cast Moonbeam in their path. Okay. A silvery beam of pale light shines down in a 5-foot radius. 40-foot high cylinder centered on a point. I'm putting it at the maximum distance, 120 feet away from him, right in their path, as close as he can get to them. As soon as they enter the spell's area for the first time on a turn or start their turn there, they're engulfed in ghostly flames that cause searing pain, and they must make constitution saving throws. They take 2d10 radiant damage on a fail save and half as much on a successful one. Okay. So I think when you cast this, the first five of them, there are ten total hit this beam, because they, they're just kind of unable to stop here. So they gotta do, uh... Constitution. Constitution? Yeah. Okay. So, first one is natural 20, so it's 22. That one passed. Okay. That's critical fail. 21. That one passed. 11. That one didn't pass. 19. That one passed. So two of them take full damage, three of them take half damage. Okay. Eight radiant damage each. Okay, so they run through and they get burned by this. The other five see it soon enough that they're able to move kind of around it, uh, so they don't take any harm here. Then Ramash is going to dissipate the spell and stop concentrating on it. Okay, uh, so they are now, uh, they're getting closer. They're probably about 70 feet out at this point. Joan would like to take out his revolver and cast Chromatic Orb. Okay. One, two, four. Okay, yeah, that hits. Okay. We're going to do acid damage. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to cast it as a second level spell. Okay, does that hit all of them? No, it only gets one of them. Okay. You said there's like five of them in front? Uh-huh. All right, I'm going to get the guy in the middle if they're in kind of any sort of formation that does that. Well, I mean, I think that they're kind of just in a four of lines. So all right, right whoever's closest. Okay. 18 points of damage. Acid damage. Okay, yeah, he gets hit, and he is looking to be in a bad, bad way. Um. All right, so I think now they are... Uh, they're right, they're about 30 feet. They are right on top of you now. So at this point, I think we're going to roll some initiative. 21. 7. 9. I got 4. 7. What's your dexterity? 2. I win! Minus plus 4. <laughs> I win, man. <laughs> Damn it, Skeletor. <laughs> Not so fast, Skeletor. Gamer. I'm evil because I want to be! They probably all roll so, better than we did, so... Well, uh, Mikael is actually up first. I cast Shield of Faith on Joan. 
it's a plus two to your AC. And knock an arrow and fire into the group. This okay. At one. I guess just pick one. Uh, number three then. Okay. 20 against AC. Yeah. 13 damage. Okay. Uh, next up is going to be Ogre 2. Ogre 2 is going to charge over to Brahilda. Okay. And then he's going to make an attack with his battle axe. Which will be a critical fail. I'm going to take this moment to use propose on him. Sure. Okay. Or a 15. That'll hit. That's a 12. Oh, okay. Next up is the third ogre, who just got shot by Mikhail. So he is going to run over and uh, try to make an attack on Mikhail. Eight. Not which is hit. not going to hit. Next up is the sixth ogre. Uh, he's going to run past his buddy. He's going to go towards Joan. There's some shitty ogres. That's another <laughs> critical fail. Damn Absolutely fun. not. Okay. And we've got another ogre attacking, number four. He's also going to go after Joan here. Hey, howdy, hey. <laughs> what a good day. Apparently you're intimidating. Uh, that's 13. That will not help. Okay. Uh, Sibo is up now. Sibo's going to snipe from the bush. Okay. So, did you see so you, you dove into a bush? Yeah, bam. Okay, so, so you're the second gunman in the grassy mole. Fifteen. Okay, which one are you attacking? Who's weak? All of them. One is the guy that got beat up before. I'll show it to him, I guess. Okay. So yeah, that is gonna hit him. Five damage. Yeah, you connect with your arrow, and he goes down. Jones gonna be up next then. We're gonna go after one of the chuckle fucks that's right on <laughs> me. We're gonna go after number six with my quarter staff and a dagger. Okay. Quarter staff is eight versus AC. Uh, nope, that's not gonna happen. And then dagger's gonna be thirteen versus AC. Uh, the dagger will hit. Three points of damage. Okay. Uh, Brunhilda, you're up. I'm gonna take another swing at the guy who tried to kill me. Okay. That is a 19. Uh, yep, that'll happen. That's 10 damage. You smacked this guy good, and he is, uh, he's looking a little beat up here. Next up is gonna be an 8 here. He is gonna charge in and, uh, go after Ramash. Yeah. That's a 7. Nope. You guys are awful fighters, apparently. Uh, Ramash, you are up. Ramash is going to cast Shalele on his quarterstaff. Okay. And attempt to attack him two-handed. Eleven. Uh, nope, that's not going to do it. Uh, next up is Ogre number nine. He is going to rush forward, and uh, he's going to get into the attack against Brunhilde here. That's 13, that's what I'm gonna hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so next up is Ogre 10. He is going after Mikhail here. That's an 8. That's not gonna hit. Okay, uh, next up is Ogre 5. 
He actually was standing next to the ogre that Sibo shot, so he saw where Sibo's arrow came from, so he is going to come over here and uh, try to attack Sibo. That is a 16. No, sir. Last up is uh, the seventh one. He is going to run in and also go after Ramash. That is a nat 20. He actually hit me. So he's going to hit you for 15 points of damage as this battle axe slams into your chest as he comes charging in. Matt. Survey says? Yes. He survey did some says damage. Worth things Mikael, you are up. The third one closed in around him, right? Yes, you have That's over the one where he that arrow first, right? Uh, yes, he is damaged. Okay. So then I'm going to stab at him with my rapier. That's a critical fail. You do not connect with him. He's actually going to get an opportunity attack, but he's not very smart, so um, he's going to have disadvantage on his opportunity attack. And he critically failed the first one, so no need to roll again. <laughs> so that me guy gets an opportunity. They just go back and so he, uh, he you miss badly on your swing, but he also just can't even try to make a return attack on you. So, next up is number two. Number two is on Brunhilde. Ten. Get that weak shit out of here. <laughs> uh, it's number three is up next. Who's the one that's on Mikhail? So he's gonna uh, attack here again. That's an eight. They have a <laughs> that neg- is not gonna hit. They have a negative two to intelligence, so I'm not surprised. <laughs> Just dumb ogres. Yeah. What are you doing in our swamp? <laughs> um, six is up next, and he's on Joe, so he's he gonna try smarter than them. Make an attack here. That's a nine. No. Ogre four is up, and he's also attacking Joe, so he's gonna go again here. That is a 13. I should say not. Okay. Next up is Sibo. Sibo is going to fly out of this bush at this <laughs> ogre. <laughs> okay. Um, both daggers drawn and uh, plunge for the net. Okay. 18. Uh, yeah, 18 is going to hit. For 6 damage. Okay. Uh, next up is Joan. Alright, now, Joan's gonna get real technical here. Switch up his tactics. He's gonna attack with the dagger first, and then the quarterstaff. Whoa! Yeah, I know, right? That's a critical fail. And then with the quarterstaff... 23. Quarterstaff is gonna connect. Alright. Four points of damage. Okay. That was on number six, in case I didn't mention that. Go ahead and do a uh, athletics roll for me. Fun. Yeah, that's a critical fail. Because uh, you whiffed with your dagger, you uh, you swing your staff around and uh, hit this guy for some damage. However, in the process, since you were so off balance from your whiff, you actually uh, fall into him, and so you and uh, the ogre are both uh, prone on the ground. Well, good morning. <laughs> and sexy. How's your day going? It's been better. Uh, Brunhilde, you are up. Second verse, same as the first. Can I hit the ogre that's in front of me? That's a nat one. Yeah, he is, uh, he's actually gonna get an opportunity attack on you here. 
that's a 20. What? Whoa! <laughs> no! You jinxed it. <laughs> you done goofed, boy! Sorry. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that hit your AC, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, you did. Okay. For once in your miserable life. You need to actually swing at this one two handed. So he's gonna hit for 17 points of slashing damage. Oh. Okay. So you get you get smacked as this half ogre rears back with both hands with his axe and uh cleaves into the, the side of your armor, putting a nice dent in it and Son of a bitch So next up is Ogre Eight, who is on Ramash. Fourteen versus AC. Nope. And then Ramash is gonna be up. I'm gonna cast as a bonus action, healing word on myself. Seven points of health back. Then I'm going to swing my quarterstaff two-handed at number seven. Okay. Eighteen. That'll hit. That's for twelve points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. Next up is number nine, who is attacking Brunelda here. That's a nineteen. That's not going to hit me. Uh, next up is number 10, who is actually going to disengage from Mikael and uh, run towards Sibo and attack him. He presumes the smaller target is less powerful. Uh, it's a 21. Yeah. Uh, that's a 12. Next up is uh, Ogre 5, who is also on Sibo. Uh, that's a 9. That's not going to hit. Then over seven, who's attacking Ramash here. That is a nat 20. What the fuck? 21 points of damage. Jesus fuck. And you get Christ. slammed by this guy. Do a constitution saving throw for me. It's a seven. Okay, I think he actually hits you hard enough that he knocks you over here. So you are, uh, you're prone on the ground. We're going to be to Mikael now. Mikhail is going to make the stab at that same number three. Number three. Yes. Casting, Casting Searing Smite on his sword. That's uh, a 14. That'll hit. Okay. That is 15 points of damage, and he is ignited into flames. As you hit this guy with your sword, he lights on fire and is uh, completely immolated and uh, drops to the ground dead. So, next up is the second ogre, who is on Brunhilda. That's going to be a 24. What the fuck? Okay, go ahead. Welcome to my life. Points of damage. That's going to be 11 points of damage that you're going to hit for here. Oh, that's not too bad. Next up is number six, who uh, is still laying down. I think he's actually just going to try to swing at Joan while he's laying down. So he's going to have disadvantage on this. Well, can't get much more disadvantage than that. That's a critical fail. Joan, you see this axe coming, and you have a chance to knock it aside with your staff and then stab him with your dagger. So go ahead and make an attack roll with your dagger here. Nine. Uh, you block the attack, but you are not able to connect with your dagger here. Next up is number four. Number four is also on Joan, so he's going to stab down at you, and he actually has advantage this time. 20? Um, I would like to cast Shield. 
Okay. Uh, it is a reaction spell, which I take when I'm hit by an attack or targeted by the magic missile spell. An invisible barrier of magical force appears and protects you. Until the start of your next turn, you have plus five bonus to AC, including against the triggering attack, and you take no damage from magic missile. So that raises my AC up to 21 until my next turn, so that does not hit. So, uh, yeah, as this uh, ogre sees Joan laying helpless, he raises the axe over his head, prepares to bring it down right on Joan's neck, looking for a killing blow. And as he does, Joan uh, extends his hand and yells, SHIELD! And a, uh, <laughs> a glowing sort of luminescent energy field ripples out of his hand and bounces this axe back up into the air away from him. Uh, so, Silo, you are up. All right, Silo's gonna take another shot okay. at, uh, um, number five. Are you, are you talking with your daggers, or? Yeah. Okay. Because you just, you said shot, so I wasn't sure. Fifteen? That'll hit. I mean, it's because he's not throwing away his shot. That's going to be nine damage. Okay. And then I'd like to use my bonus action to use dash. Okay. To run over back towards kind of like the rest of the group and put some distance between. Okay, so where are you running then? You've got Ramash is in the furthest point, and then you've got Joan and Mikhail kind of in a line in front of him, and then Brunhilda is off to Mikhail's left a little ways. Um, I'll head over towards Ramash. Okay. So Sibo is standing next to Ramash. Joan is up. He's going to get up, and then he's going to attack the ogre number six on the ground again. Okay. With the dagger and then the quarterstaff. So you have advantage on your attacks, because he's laying down still. Yep. Seventeen versus AC. Okay, yep. And the quarterstaff. Uh, well, I don't need to roll again. That was a nat 20. Okay. 20, 25 versus AC. So, Not yeah, both those are going to hit. So the dagger is going to be... Six damage. Okay. And then the quarter staff is going to be four damage. So a total of ten. Yep. Okay. Uh, Brunhilde, you are up. I'm going to take another swing of that guy. Okay. Pass out. Ooh. Twenty-one. That's going to do it. That's the right stuff. Hostess. Uh, that's eight. Okay. You are attacking... Over two, correct? Yes, sir, Bob. Okay. You swing your axe around and uh, chop this ogre's head clean off, and he drops to the ground. It's actually a little bit comical, because since you're so short, you actually have to jump a little bit. So you kind of jump up in the air and spin your axe around to get at his neck. She proceeds to take her axe and pretend it's a electric guitar. So next up is uh, Ogre number 8, who was attacking Ramash, but now that Sibo has run over there, he's actually going to turn his attention to Sibo. Bless you, child. 12 against AC. No, Okay. Ramash, you are up. All right. Ramash is going to turn into Bearmash as a bonus action. Okie dokie. And Bearmash is going to attack number 7. So first is going to be with his bite attack. That's a 16. Yep. And with the claws, that's an 18. Yep. 
Okay, so first with the bite. Five piercing damage, and then with the claws, that's ten slashing damage. So for a total of fifteen. Yep. Okie dokie. Ogre nine is up now. He is on Brunhilda. Make an attack there. Twenty-two. Okay. Uh, he's just attacking one-handed here. That's going to be twelve points of slashing damage. And she's not looking too good. Okay. Uh, number ten is up next. Since uh, Sibo disengaged, he is going to run over towards Mikael and try to engage him. Alrighty. That's a 14 against AC. That is not going to hit. Okay. Next up is number five. Seeing what Joan's doing to his buddy on the ground here, he's going to try and run over and attack Joan. Okay. 11 against AC. Nope. Next up is uh, Ramash's old nemesis, number seven here. Uh, 17? Yeah. Okay, so number seven doing some damage here. He's... Uh, that's going to be 14 points of damage All right. as he uh, slashes you with his battle axe here. Baramash is still good to go. Mikael, you are on the plate. I cast Searing Smite on my sword again and make a stab at number 10. 10? Nope, that's not going to do it. Ogre 6 is up now. He is going to get off the ground and he is going to go after Joe. 23. Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> that'll do, too. And he's only going to hit you for six points. Four is up next, and he is also going to go after Joan here. Uh, and that's a critical fail. Uh, go ahead and make an opportunity attack, Joan. You're going to have a chance to catch this guy sort of with his axe raised in the air, trying to come down on you here. All right, with the dagger, right? Yeah, with your dagger. That is a 19 versus AC. Yep. Five damage. Okay. Sibo, you are up. Sibo's gonna go for uh, that nasty number seven. Okay. His two daggers drawn. Eighteen hits naturally, right? Yep. Six damage. And I can roll my bonus damage since very much he's right next to me. Nine. So nine damage, so okay. And then your second dagger. And then Come your second damage. Well. That's gonna hit, yeah. Just, just made it. Uh, plus three extra damage, or twelve damage in total. So he did three more damage, and that was number seven. Okay, so he, that, that one's not looking great. Uh, Joan is up. I'm gonna try and finish off number six now. Dagger. Fourteen versus AC. Yep. Alright, and then the quarter staff is... Well, that'll hit, because that's nineteen versus yep. AC. That's five damage with the dagger, and then four damage with the quarterstaff. You hit him, and he is wobbling on his feet, but he is just barely still up here. Dude, how the fuck are you still alive? Runehilda, you are up. There's a second guy attacking me, so we're going to take a swing at that guy. Yep, that one's number nine. Twenty-five. Yup. Eleven damage? Okay. Next up is number eight here, uh, who is gonna take a swing at Ramash. Twenty-three. That'll do. Thirteen points of damage. 
And Ramash, you are up. Who wants to see a bear breathe fire? That actually would be really Bear Ramash is going to use his breath weapon, and he's going to aim it. It's a 30-foot distance. It's a 5-foot uh, radius. Okay. So I'm trying to aim it so it goes through 8 and 5 and 6. Okay. So they all need to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. 8. Roll a 10 for 8. Nope. 12 for 5. Nope. And a nat 20 for... Okay, so you said 8 and 5 missed, was it? Yes. They take full damage, and number 6 takes half damage. So that's 9 fire damage. Grounded down is 4 for 6. They take 9, you said? Yep. Okay, 6 is still going to go down from that. As a bonus action, before I end my turn, I'm going to expend a first level spell slot. To heal Bearmosh with 1d8, 3 hit points back. Okay. So next up is number 9, who is attacking Brunhilde here. That's 10, that's a mm-hmm. Uh And then is number 10, who is on Mikael here. 23. That will hit. Okay. And that's 10 points of damage. Okay. And then number... Five is uh, going to go after Joan here, and he's going to crit critically fail. <laughs> I guess Joan gets another opportunity attack. So is that four now? Uh, I think three. <laughs> okay. Actually. Thirteen. Yep, that hits. Okay. Seven points of damage. Okay, and uh, he is dead. Next up is number seven, who is going after Rimash. Yeah. Thirteen against sixteen. Yeah, that'll hit. And that's ten points of damage. Bearmash returns to Ramash. Okay. Uh, as you do that, from uh, behind you, you hear a loud yell. <laughs> And the knight that you saw earlier wielding the two claymores has just charged in. So he is going to go after number eight first. So he is dead. And then he's going to turn his attention to number seven as well. And he's going to actually critically fail on that one. So he misses number seven. So Mikael is up now. Mikael is going to draw his rapier, cast Hunter's Mark on number ten. And he is going to make an attack. Go for it. It's an 11. Nope, that's not going to hit him. Uh, number 4 is up now. He's going to attack John. 22? Yep. It's 15 points of damage that you get slugged for here. Okay. Uh, Sebo is up. Sebo's going to uh, dagger up at number 5. There is no number 5. It is. Yeah, it's by me. No, that's, oh, that's, that's Sibo. Uh, oh. That's you. So the only one by you is seven. Sibo's <laughs> trying to attack himself. <laughs> yeah, 14 is going to hit. Five is going to be the damage on the first one. Okay. Second dagger is going to be 18. That hits. Eight damage. He is dead. Uh, Joan, you are up. Joan going to go after that sad boy by him. Okay. Numero 4 So, dagger. 13 versus AC. Yep. And quarter step. 
18 versus AC. Yep. Alright, Dagger does 6 damage. Okay. Quarterstaff does 3 damage. Okay, you bang this dude up pretty good. Hell yeah, motherfucker. Brunhilde, you are up. We're gonna attack the same guy we attacked last time. Okay. 13? That is gonna hit. 12. Uh, yeah, he's looking pretty beat up. Romash, you are up. Romash is going to cast Produce Flame at number 4. Okay. 16. That hits him. Okay. 7 points of fire damage. You hit him with a good scorching burn here, but he is still uh, up on his feet. Number 9 is up. He's going to go after Brunhilde. Uh, that's 14. That's not going to hit. No. Uh, number 10 is going after me, Kyle. 16. Not going to hit. Uh, the next up is our mysterious stranger here, who is going to rush forward and, uh, attempt to engage, uh, number 10 here. He gets smacked. He is still somehow on his feet. Uh, however, this guy's going to come at him with a second attack. He's got these two small shields that he's got on the outsides of his swords. He actually crosses his arms and then sort of uncrosses them, but with the ogre's head in the middle and just smushes it. And this guy drops to the ground with his head in pulpy pieces. So then Mikhail's going to be up here. You got two guys left. One's on Joan and the other one's on Brunhilde. The mark transfers to number four. Okay. Who's the one on Joan? And he is going to, without pause, make a stab at this other ogre. That's 20. That's going to hit him. 11 points of damage. You catch this guy in the throat and uh, just slit it clean open, and he just drops to the floor. Next up is Chibo. Alright, Chibo's going to run towards the last guy. Okay. Uh... He's dashing towards him. He's going to throw his first dagger on his way, and then he's going to run up and follow up with his second dagger. Okay. On the thrown dagger, it's going to be 15. Yes. And the other dagger is going to be 11. Oh, so that one will not hit. All right. So the thrown one does hit. Nine damage. You impact into this guy. Uh, I think you catch him uh, in the face, actually, and he goes down as well. Yay! We did it! Sibo walks up to Brunhilda, my lady. That's 400 XP for everybody. It's about damn time. So you finish these guys off, and uh, you are now standing uh, on the battlefield that you've finished off with this guy that you've just met. Howdy. Hey, that was a pretty good fight. Hello, friends. Well met. Hell and well met. Or sorry, it's howdy and well met. Who are you? I assume that you must be worthy heroes, since you are clearly not a foe, and you have gained access to the planes. Clearly. Apparently. I have no idea what's going on here. Yeah, of only fought for our survival. What you do, Burlyhilda, it probably gets us further. Well, if you'll accompany me back to the castle, I can explain everything there. Sounds good. Uh, what do we call you, sir? Mikhail, you notice that on his armor, he bears the sigil of Bahamut. 
and he turns and addresses all of you, stands up as upright as possible, and says, My name is Michael, and I am the first paladin of Bahamut. 